0: Hello, and welcome to Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and it's Monday, October 23rd. Tesla has revealed that the Department of Justice has been ramping up its investigations into the company. Tesla is required to reveal these things in their quarterly SEC reports. And indeed, in the latest, Tesla confirms that the Department of Justice investigations has ramped up now with subpoenas and they are expanding beyond the full self-driving and autopilot programs. Subpoenas generally involve compelling someone's testimony for the release of information. But now the Department of Justice has added the matters of, quote, personal benefits and related parties. This likely has to do with the reported glass house project for Elon Musk. Another issue is titled Vehicle Range and Personnel Decisions. This one is a new investigation, as far as we know. Tesla has been accused of inflating its range recently, and perhaps that's what the agency is looking into. As of now, this is very far from any legal proceedings. This investigation is a step towards such. However, it could also wind up being nothing. All of Tesla's vehicles have topped the list of the least stolen vehicles in the United States. This thanks to them having a GPS tracking feature as standard. We have covered several satisfying stories about Tesla vehicle owners who managed to get their vehicles back after being stolen. They often even assist police by tracking their vehicles through the Tesla app. But now the Highway Loss Data Institute, which is supported by the insurance industry, has published its Whole Vehicle Theft Losses Report, covering over 40 million vehicles with 18,000 theft claims. The data shows that Tesla vehicles are the least stolen in the U.S. Now, while theft of Tesla vehicles are rare in the U.S., in Europe, thieves are more sophisticated and have managed to string Tesla vehicle thefts through a relay attack. Now, in response to those attacks, Tesla has started to roll out extra layers of security with improved cryptography and a key fob as an optional pin-to-drive feature. A Tesla Cybertruck could not charge at a supercharger station in the Mojave Desert and had to be towed, but this does give us a half-decent size comparison with a Ford F-150 Raptor that parked nearby. We can see that the Raptor is clearly higher, but the Cybertruck geometry makes the back end noticeably wider. Now, The poster, who is a member of the Cybertruck forum, noted that the Cybertruck, quote, looks bigger in person, and added that he believes it is a full-size truck. At a higher end of the configuration, the Cybertruck is expected to compete with the performance pickups, such as the Raptor, although it should be noted that there is no Raptor edition for the F-150 Lightning. (music) Elon Musk said that Tesla will get into larger scale advertising, something that investors have been calling for. Musk said, quote, I said we would advertise. We are doing so at small scale and will do so at larger scale as we figure what works best. Now, we recently reported that Tesla has ramped up its Google ads, now over 300 different ones, but it does look like the automaker is mainly testing different taglines, which is to Musk's point. Now Tesla is also dipping its toes in different mediums, with ads being spotted at the Tokyo airport ahead of the Japan Mobility Show. It does appear that Tesla is throwing a bunch of things at the wall to see what sticks before moving ahead. If you ask me, this is rather amusing. Tesla has done quite well for themselves without advertising up to this point, and now the company is venturing in and going in slow to experiment, not knowing the terrain. It's rather unbefitting of Tesla, who usually forages ahead full steam. Today's episode is sponsored by AMP, makers of energy management solutions for e-mobility products. Team AMP is known for its expertise in the industry when it comes to understanding the battery and its functionality. With more than 300 years of combined experience, the team has developed proven battery management systems that are suitable for a wide range of applications, starting from 12 volts to 1,000 volts. That extends to the AMP battery management systems algorithms That help companies building e-mobility products improve battery life while maximizing the power that can be safely utilized. The company also offers a highly integrated combination of charging software and hardware with Amp EMU. That includes an all-in-one DC-DC converter, onboard charger, power distribution, and a charge controller for electric vehicles. This unit saves space and cost in your EVs while providing maximum power density. Brands building new electric vehicle products will want to consider the AMP EVCC, a state-of-the-art charge controller for electric vehicles with support for all major charging standards, including CCS, NACS, and Shademo. And the AMP Fast Charge Junction Box to enable Level 3 DC fast charging, all built on the AMP charging software stack, the world's number one charging software capable of complying with all major charging standards globally. You can learn more about the Amp Energy Management solutions at Amp.tech. Ford is looking to sell some Mustang Mach-Es. After trimming down lease pricing on the F-150 Lightning and staring down the barrel of production woes, the blue oval is now going ham on the electric SUV. Ford is offering $6,250 in retail customer cash on the 2023 Mach-E GT, and the deal runs through January 2nd and can be combined with the $3,750 EV tax credit, adding up to $10,000 in combined savings. Now, while we're not sure how this would come on the final ticket, Ford introduced a hidden Mach-E discount less than two weeks ago. The automaker is offering an additional $3,000 in dealer cash on the Mach-E models before May 1st. Now, while the last quarter is normally a push for auto sales, Eyes are on the Ford Motor Company to see if this trend continues. Also, another price-changing news: Fisker has reduced the price of its Ocean SUV, the top trim level, by $7,500. That trim is called the Extreme. However, the lower trim levels are seeing a price hike. On November 6, the Ultra trim level will be going up $3,000, and the Sport trim level will go up by $1,500. <music> The Norwegian Volkswagen importer called Merler Mobility Group just confirmed that Volkswagen will stop selling gas cars in the country by December of 2023. So that's coming up. This isn't terribly surprising considering that EVs are already 84% of new vehicles sold in the country. The Volkswagen ID4 is listed as the second best-selling car among all types in Norway with 5,832 registrations by the end of September. The ID3 takes 8th place with 2,615 units sold. Now, while Volkswagen took the second place crown for one model, Tesla is still doing quite well, dominating more than 20% of the market with 15,452 units sold in the first half of the year. Now, almost one in four passenger car registrations in the country was the Tesla Model Y, so that should say quite a bit. Korean automaker Hyundai and Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund announced plans to establish a new auto manufacturing plant in the kingdom. The joint venture aims to produce 50,000 vehicles per year. Now, although Hyundai and the investment fund plan to build EVs at the new plant, they will also make internal combustion engine vehicles. Saudi's investment fund will own 70% of the joint venture and Hyundai the other 30. The partners are expecting to invest over $500 million in the project. This is actually on the heels of Lucid Motors opening up their plant in the country just last month. Lucid's plant is expected to produce 5,000 Air EVs annually in the first phase, and once finished, get up to 150,000 of annual EV capacity. Now, speaking of Lucid, Lucid Motors has announced a new referral program for current and incoming owners of their flagship Air Sedan. For every referral that comes to fruition, the current Lucid owner will receive points that can be saved up and redeemed for branded gear, vehicle accessories, or limited edition products. Lucid also shares that the owners will be able to redeem points for unique brand experiences, such as exclusive tours of the automaker's headquarters. Now, the company is offering point of sale discounts for the buyer, getting up to $1,250 off the Grand Touring model. And then on the low end, a duffel bag made from the same luxuriant material as the vehicle seats. In today's community comment found on YouTube, Clark Mills says, For the free supercharging upgrade, the newer Teslas will have a higher charge rate and hence not clog up the chargers as much. Time is money, especially if you're trickle hogging the chargers. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I've actually had charging etiquette on my mind for about a year or so. I have some questions to ask. When a vehicle is done charging, is the owner responsible to move it at that point and not when they're finished with their business at the business? When a vehicle cannot park in the right stall to reach the cord, are they permitted to clog up another stall just to reach a different cord and potentially block another person from charging? Is it permissible to take up a charger spot at the front of a venue even when your car doesn't need a charge? And likewise, is it permissible to artificially lower the charge rate of your vehicle only to take up the parking spot for a longer duration? Is it permissible to unplug someone else's electric car when it reaches 100%? What about 80% or 90%? Also, when using a permanent knife or a marker to vandalize the equipment, is it permissible to use racial slurs? Now, some of these questions have been answered in high electric vehicle traffic areas, like Silicon Valley, I presume, But for the rest of America, these norms have not yet been firmly established. I speak from experience because here in Salt Lake City, we have a handful of electric vehicles, but not enough to cause a fuss at any of the chargers. So let me know what you've seen in your neck of the woods. Thanks for watching Quick Charge. I'm Mikey G, and I hope you have a great day.